Welcome back to the Movie Draft House. I'm your host, Mark, and I'm joined by co-host Jeff. Hey there, Mark. Hey. Good evening for us here yep. in the present recording era. Yeah, right. It's present day Today here on the, the podcast. Day. Yes, uh, of course. However, before we get into if we're actually real people in doing real things, we have to plug some music. We do. And the music this month is brought to you by the solo artist Troy Doherty. 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 I, I can't probably pronounce it. Probably Doherty. Yeah, Doherty. Um, but he goes by Troy. And uh, his song that we, uh, that he's allowed us to use um, and feature for uh, him on our podcast is the song Gemini. And uh, he's doing big things. And you can catch his music wherever you get your music from. Hit the show notes. Get all the links to his social media accounts. Um, please give him a like, follow, subscribe. He's uh, he's pretty good. And uh, we appreciate him. Jeff. Hey. Hey, what's the theme this month? This month's theme is one of the stupidest things we've ever come up with. I don't know. It might be one of the best. Yeah, uh, well, we'll allow you, the listener, to decide what you think. But we're doing romantic comedies, but specifically Adam and Eve and Steve. Or so Steve. It's, it's romantic comedy starring an Adam or an Eve or a Steve. And so to fit the theme this week, Mark has selected Seeking a Friend for the End of the World from 2012. It runs for an hour 41 and it stars Steve Carell, Kira Knightley, and a bunch of other people like Adam Brody, Patton Oswalt, Rob Hubel, uh, Rob Corddry, who are those, they tend to run in comedy circles, those latter sure. two. Uh, it was directed by Lorene Scafaria. I'm probably saying that wrong. And it's rated R. Mm, a rated R. Melanie Linsky is in this. Um, I don't know, she's a, she's a pretty big TV actress um, in a bunch of stuff. But uh, Miss Lorene, um, what's her face? Scafaria. Lorene Scafaria. Uh, has also directed, um, uh, she directed the movie Hustlers, which was pretty good back in 2019. Um, anyways, Jeff, did, did this hit the theme? Um, so uh, there's two ways to answer that. The first question is uh well there's multiple ways so was it romantic yes yes okay was it a comedy well here's where we get into it right. a little bit yeah where we're, 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 it, this is a dramedy right two ways is it funny it there are parts of funny yes or is it trying to be funny, right? If if one of those two is true, like if it's funny or trying to be funny, then I would give it the comedy nod. But there are a lot of movies that aren't comedies that have funny moments. And I feel like a lot of this cast, like Rob Hubel and Cordroy, who are comedic actors, as is Steve Carell, Steve Carell. <laughs> um, and Patton Oswalt are, are comedians. And there's probably more that I'm missing out on. Um, but I felt like their moments were kind of blips. Now, uh, on the short answer, I'll say yes. It, it hits the theme. Um, okay. I feel like uh, 
in a couple weeks when we get to or next week actually that's right next week uh when we get to marriage story then i might be able to put up more of a fight but i think <laughs> this is close enough i think there are funny moments i really feel like the concept could have lended itself to much funnier things than it went for i think the the movie definitely put the weight of the storytelling on the romance and not on the comedy. And I think a movie about dating when the world is going to end in three weeks uh, is a good area to have a lot of comedic thought and execution done. And I feel like they didn't go for it enough in the comedy department. Yeah, so we're getting Steve Carell here uh, in 20, this is 2012 and we're we're getting him at his uh maybe he's discovering that he's that he's actually a good actor, right? Um, well, I think um had Little Miss Sunshine come out at that yeah. point. Yeah, that um, was uh that was 2006. Okay. And then uh, he had another movie, which I think is maybe listed as a romantic comedy, but I think kind of fits in this same place that came out in 07 called Dan in Real Life, otherwise known as yeah. Steve Carell's Sad About Pancakes, um, <laughs> which stars your favorite actress, Juliette Binoche. Ah, the um, old Binoche. I, uh, and it had Dane Cook, ugh. And I, I remember liking that movie, but I, I would compare it to that. It's comparable in its comedy and its tone. Like, did you find this to be a funny movie? I, I found it to be, have comedic moments, right? Um, you know, when he goes to the dinner party uh, and he takes uh, Melanie Linsky's, or he is paired up with Melanie Linsky's character and, and Connie Britton. Connie Britton's very funny in this film. Um, and like everything's just very, everybody's just kind of very depressed except, except Connie Britton and Melanie Linsky. And, and it's just, there's moments in this film like that dinner scene that I found humorous. Like I found, like I felt like the movie was going for a comedic tone. Um, the, the I will I will agree with you that the the movie does focus a lot on on Steve Carell and Keira Knightley's romance, budding romance. Um, I I was actually so I had seen this movie once before, and I oh I, okay I, I I and I don't remember if I saw it in the theaters. It's it's actually kind of a blur, and I didn't really remember uh, how the movie and I I didn't really remember it's kind too much. Forgettable is kind of what you're saying. Um. I guess so when I saw it, but um, yeah, but watching it this time, I felt a lot of things for Steve Carell's character. Um, you know, he's very uh just resigned to himself uh in this film, and he's resigned to the fact that the world's going to end, and okay, he's good with that. Um, I don't. And then he, but then he meets Kira Knightley. Um, yeah, because I think what you're not mentioning is 
that his wife leaves him in the opening scene. Yeah, sure. Right. They they hear on the radio there's an asteroid coming, and the last dish effort we had. And she gets this, out and she runs. Right. The that's com- that's comedic. We're fucked in 21 days, and she hauls yeah. ass right away. And she gets um, out and runs. Yeah, literally really runs. Funny, um, <laughs> but also for the character is taken very seriously and it sets him on this path of depression where like the world is ending and he reports to work the next day. Right. Um, And I think that shows where the character's head is because everyone, nobody else would, right? There's a, right. there's like four or five people in the office when he gets there. One of them's Rob Hubel, who is a bit part. Rob Hubel's a really funny guy and he's not used in the movie at all. But, right. Uh, and, but there's re- there re- this reason. I mean, he he has he has a couple lines, and he's like, "Hey, who wants this promotion?" And he's just like handing them out, right? Um, that's not Rob Hubel, but Rob Hubel's the guy next to him. But that guy, uh, yeah, that was okay. a funny moment. Like that's kind of where I'm thinking the movie could go, right? Where he's like, "Anybody want to be CFO? It, it's yours. You could just accept it and be CFO of this company." I found that to be funny. Yeah, I, I, there's, and and moments that set up the where the viewer is meant to um, sympathize with uh, Steve Carell's character. Um, I thought it, I thought all of that is is well done. Like he's he's just kind of their guy, you know. Um, He's depressed, quite obviously, and he's just there. Like he goes to this dinner party, and it's kind of like, "Hey, this is the end of the world party." And he just he goes into a bathroom and sits in the bathtub. Um, yeah, he's still depressed that his wife left. Like, right? <laughs> he's not getting the chance to deal with the fact that his wife has left him. I mean, and, Connie Britton comes on comes on to him and like tries to make out with him, and he's like, "No, I'm good. Leave me. Yeah, in, he's not leave me in my bathtub." In- like frivolous sex um any of that he's just kind of like he's not willing to kind of go out in a blaze of glory like so much of the rest of the cast is willing to do right um because he's still processing where he is in a lot of ways that makes him really endearing because someone who is given away to their every whim tends to not be the most appealing person or character um now there is one scene that I'll say goes full comedy where you're like, okay, this is kind of what I thought we'd see is when they go to that, what ends up being like a TGI Friday's place called friendlies. Oh yeah. And TJ Miller's <laughs> there and Gillian Jacobs are there. And, uh, Amy is Amy Schumer there at that? No, she's in a different scene. She's but, in a different scene, but yeah, she's, yeah. In the movie. Um, but like, they just have this weird scene where there's like basically a rave happening at this restaurant. And I had questions about how the restaurant is still running because I know they kind of said like, you know, Hey, we're keeping it open. We're having fun. This is great fun, but restaurants don't work that way. Someone needs to be in charge (laughs) and someone's in the back still getting the food out and there's still work that has to be done. You can't just play around and have a restaurant function, but Besides the point, I felt that scene was kind of like what I thought the movie could go for is that sort of extreme environment 
But a lot of times it goes for scares too, like riots and it's not a safe place. There's a point where Kira Knightley, when she meets um, Dodge, Steve Carell's character, is like, don't rape me, right? It's a reminder that there are no consequences in this world. Essentially, it's the purge, but wide open. So, hey, don't rape her wide open. Um, the, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, you, th- <laughs> one thing, if you're watching on video, Mark can't see my face because we record on separate devices. He's just, no, but he heard face. my face through the silence and when you see the video you'll see my face change because i'm like what the hell is this dude talking about anyways um yeah i i i so the when when dodge meets kira knightley and they decide that they're gonna try to leave town and uh and and adam brody's um character i thought he was probably the funniest character in the whole film yeah yeah. so here's the other the flip side of this i think there are a handful of funny moments but they are chuckles at best right and that's kind of why i hesitate to call it a comedy because of the lack of quality in the comedy like there are a handful of funny moments but there's nothing that is gut busting nothing that's even really that particularly creative from a humor standpoint and Adam Brody being the desperate boyfriend, it works. But again, it's not breaking any ground. And that that's kind of my hesitation with talking about whether this fits the theme is that if it was even if it was bad comedy, I, I would say, well, it is a comedy. It's just not good comedy. And a lot of it is just kind of not working. But in this, it doesn't even feel like they're going for jokes. Everything kind of has a serious tone to it, right? And and I think that's, I think that's the movie, right? It's, um, this is what I would classify as the dramedy. Um, it is, it does have its comedic moments. However, it's it's built around this drama that's happening uh, in the in the world of the film, uh, the end of the world being this film, and and Steve Carell and Kira Knightley's, um friendships turned to romance um so let's talk about that did you buy it uh yeah um i did and i i I don't know if i did until he puts her in the airplane right um and then when he puts her in the airplane i'm like bro what the fuck uh but i thought i've i was on board with that like i was i was kind of i was kind of shocked when it happened i was like wait a minute he has this last night with his dad and this girl that he loves. Martin Sheen is his dad. And he, again, <laughs> there's a lot of weird, like, small roles taken up by, I guess, maybe I, nowadays, yeah. who are big names. But Martin Sheen is a big name even back yeah. then. But he he has this last this last night, and, he, and we it happens off screen. Or not really off screen, but it, there's no dialogue to it. But um, he strikes. A, he he tells his dad, "I got I got a I got a favor to ask you." And we find out that the favor was, "Hey, can you fly this this girl to see her parents um, before the end of the world?" And his dad does it because he guilt trips him into it. He guilt right. He's he a guilt, piss poor father. Right. And 
when Steve Carell carries Kira Knightley into the plane, which I thought was kind of like this, she's going to wake up at some point. So at uh, least I will say this because I felt the same way. But they do establish is, in the movie right, that she that is she's a very hard to wake up. Yeah, uh, yeah. That she's <laughs> she'll smoke weed when she goes to bed, and is essentially like hardcore passed out. Right, but like when he puts her in, and like uh, what what he gives her something, I forget what he gives her. Um, His harmonica. That's what uh, I just like that that hit me the right way. Um. And I don't know if it was because of what everything that was built up to it. They had spent, you know, countless however much time uh, in film and, you know, how much time is supposed to be passing in the film. But I I really I was I felt something when he put her in there and he gives his dad the head nod and he closes the door, Um, you know, and he whispers in her ear that she's the love of his life or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I mean, I, I, I felt that I felt Steve Carell, and, that, and it's more testament to Carell's acting, I think, um, than anything else. But we had spent so much time with these two characters, and we see that we see that she's finally starting to fall in love with him, and he makes the conscious decision to put her in an airplane and potentially never see her again. I just thought I thought I, I mean I thought it was a really good really good moment, um, and I was angry at it right, mm-hmm. and that's how I know it was a good moment because I you, me as a viewer I was angry I was like wait a minute fuck that guy no man, shit's about the, the world's about to end bro, spin it spin it on you right his the, her so he 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 puts her first right um and that's you know that's why I was angry is because I wanted him to be happy I wanted him to spend the last moments of his life doing the thing that he wanted to do. Instead, he puts this girl that he loves on a plane to see her parents. Then he goes um, and listens to records. And he goes to her apartment and listens to her records. Creepy stalker guy. <laughs> I just, man, that moment, that whole sequence hit me. The the whole, when he shows up at Martin Sheen's house and that whole thing where they kind of have the, the montage of bonding, I was just like, man, Holy shit! Where'd this film come from? Because now it's a good movie. Um, and you don't and- like montages. <laughs> you said best, it on this pod. Be- best montage I've ever seen is in oh. RRR. What about Team America? <laughs> uh, anyway, what about you? I mean, what you what did you think of of that sequence and the decisions that his character Dodge made in in that moment? Yeah, it all worked. I, I think the biggest problem relation for the um, romance side of things is the age gap. They acknowledge it in the film. Um, you know, it's like almost 10 years, you know, and I feel like he could be her dad almost, you know, like there's that sort of thing, but he's not quite that much older than her. But what keeps me from actually being pulled out of the movie from that is that this is the end of the world right so mm-hmm. being concerned about what people will think if you're dating someone who is younger than you not honestly not problematically younger than you like she's very much an adult and mature and he's not taking advantage of her it's quite the opposite he tends to 
give her plenty of space. But I think that because it is a slower burn and they are sort of at odds a little bit, but he she kind of pulls him along a lot of the time. And I think like when, you know, because the subplot is, is that he's kind of he's trying to help her get back to England to see her family before the end of the world. And she decides that because they're neighbors and she lost a letter that went to, that should have gone to his place. And in there was a letter from a, a lost love yeah. that he has to go find. And she's like, okay, I'm going to help you find her. Cause she, the letter said she broke up with her husband and she was interested in Steve Carell. So once they find her, you get this moment where Kira's trying to be happy for him, but she's actually upset because she's falling for him. And that is a trope that I've seen many times, but it's one that usually works. And Kira Knightley's a very good actor. And so I think she helps push that forward a little more. Yeah, it, it works. Yeah, yeah, I think it, large, it, it largely works. Uh, if you were to tell me before I saw the film... We're going to watch a romantic comedy where Kira Knightley and Steve Carell are love interests. I'd be like, really? I don't know. Because like in that other movie, Dan in Real Life, he's opposite Juliet Binoche, who's a much more closer in his age. And it just works. There's a little less for me to get past because we live in the age of Leo DiCaprio dating high schoolers. And it just all it immediately becomes problematic to me. And so even though I think, you know, their age difference isn't honestly a problem. It does take me a little while to accept it as not being a problem. Yeah, but when he puts when he puts her in the plane, you've already accepted that, hey, these two are in love. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and that's the point so of the movie. They have, they have uh, a little coitus in a truck, and she's very much the uh, instigator, if that's the word, you know, and... So that, again, he's not in any way taking control of her, trying to manipulate her or anything like that. So it's just when you get the older guy with the younger woman, there's a lot of questions that come along with that. I had zero questions. Of course you didn't. I had zero questions. I don't know why everything's got to be a question. The two people are in love. You asked me how I felt about it, and I told you. I'm just saying it. It's like... I don't, I don't I I don't I don't necessarily understand why immediately there's got to be questions about is he taking advantage of her. I it's just because it's of just, the age difference. I mean the, my my grandmother and grandfather were 10 years apart. Okay. I never thought once thought that my grandfather yeah, took advantage they were of my grandmother. Right. That's fair. You come from a different background. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying to argue. I just no. I'm just my saying, thoughts on the film. I'm just saying, now, like, I never want once... personal and let's get into it because I've offended you more than once on this podcast. We can do that. Yeah, it's not the first time. I'm used to it. It's fine. I got it. I'm just saying, I never had. I never had that. Like, oh my god, this is dad and daughter. You know, like high school teenager. Like, I never got that from this. No, and I wouldn't go that far, but I did feel like. I mean, it just it is enough of a, a gap to they even address it. That one point they tell each other their ages. I don't remember what the 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 difference was, but it, it just again, I mean, the, they're different generations. I mean, 10 years is a sure. long time generation, generally generationally. 
And, you know, like, I just, it was something that was part of the movie that I took a little time to adjust to. Sure. That's fine. Um, I know. I know it's fine, Mark. It's fine. It's fine. You're you're entitled to your, your You'll weird have to phobias. Excuse me, I watched um, a three hour movie today. <laughs> That's on you. Yeah. Um the uh so I mean what did you what did you think of the ending then? Um I I, I, I Okay, I, yeah. I, yeah, so all right, I asked you. What did you think of the ending? So, okay, again, we'll establish this. The end of the world, there's a comet coming, and there's a moment in the film where Kira Knightley basically is moving forward through her life like the world isn't ending because she says, I'm an optimist. You know, we're going to right. survive. I'm an optimist. So when you get to the final scene, right, she's come back to her apartment. He's there, and they both profess their love for one another, and then they're laying in bed, essentially waiting on the world to end, and he's running his fingers through her hair and she's there's like loud noises outside and she's scared and um uh, how i felt about the i wanted them to live to be honest i was a, ah you were invested in their lives guess good movie good movie all right keep going okay um i i did want them to live but i didn't mind them dying but the dying again because the question that cups keeps coming up is we're doing romantic comedies. I'm like, what romantic comedy ends with them dying, you know? And I just Romeo and Juliet. That's not a romantic comedy. <laughs> um, Nomeo and Juliet. I've never seen that, thankfully, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, uh, it, it, I liked the ending, but it again didn't feel like a romantic comedy ending. No. And and I think ultimately this is not a rom-com. Um and and I'm okay saying that is because I I I, I do feel strongly about the film. Um but it's it's not a rom-com. It's a it's a drama. It's it, it there's comedic moments, but it's centered on, you know, the the drama of uh Steve Carell and Karen Knightley's relationship. So um I'm yeah. going to test the waters a little. All right, let's go. Tip your, dip your toes in. Here in a rom-com month, you're saying this is not a rom-com, and I'm not going to argue with you. I appreciate yeah. your honesty. Sure. In Western month, you selected mm. a movie that I think is not a Western. Are you willing okay. to admit that? Mm, no? Okay. I was just what, checking. I was, was seeing uh, how much of a new mark we had in 2024. No, man. Were there cowboy hats in that movie? They got cowboy hats and they've got boots yep. and yep. they drive trucks instead of horses. Oh. They're robbing banks. They're robbing banks you with cowboy rob hats. A bank Get the fuck out of here. That is a fucking Western movie. Not, I don't give a, a fuck what movie. you say. That's Piece a Western through that and through. Sucks my balls. Okay, now. Anyways, we have to revisit that on occasion. Anyways, I, I'm okay with where I'm at with this film is because by the end of it, you know, all the way, you know, up until about the third act where they get to Martin Sheen's house, I'm like, ah, you know, this road trip movie. Um, I don't know. Um, I just, I don't know. You know, it hasn't, it hasn't been funny enough for me, um, to really give it, you know, 
kind of an elevated status in rom-com uh you know air quoted that but um but as soon as they get there and he puts her on that plane i was in like i was like oh (laughs) fuck let's go um and then when she shows up and they they lay in the bed looking at each other in the last moments of their life um and she says she's scared and he's like I know, I I know, or whatever he says, and I, I I love you. Thank you for you know being the best thing in my life, and and it just man, like I don't know. It just really hit me, like the 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 rom- the there is something eerily romantic, eerily romantic, eerily romantic about dying in a bed with the person. And that you you have felt the most about at the at the highest of your love your right. love bank right it's it's absolutely tragically romantic right and uh i just it, it it resonated with me and the film ends the film ends there like we don't see them die I we waited, just see the bright they give light you a long black screen right. before the credits hit so like the it goes white cuz the asteroid is bombing them or whatever and then it goes black, and I'm just waiting to see them the next day, hmm. and it doesn't happen, right? And right. Uh, which I'm fine with, but I felt like they knew what they were doing when they left that long pause. Like, yeah, I, and it's so like there's that moment in this film to me. It was just like it was. It was a happy ending, but it was a sad ending. It was this tragic ending, like you said. Um, it, it just culminated a lot of different emotions in me. And I'm like, damn it. But good for them, man. They they died in each other's arms. Um, damn it, and, but good and, for them. <laughs> but, like, right, that's that's that my conflict. That's my conflicted emotions about what I'm watching. And, like, and then afterwards, it stuck with me. Like, like the last 15, 20 minutes of that film stuck with me. And I just, I don't know how to describe other than at that moment, I knew I had watched a good film. Um, and it wasn't until it, it like elicited that emotion out of me that I realized this film is a good film. Um, it's because a lot of what had happened prior to that was just like, okay, you know, we're just, we're trying to, a, a lot of tropes, right? A lot of romantic tropes. Um, but then, you know, and then it kind of flips and I'm just like all on board. I'm so invested in, in their relationship. I'm so invested in, in what happens now that she showed back up. I was so angry at him for putting her in the, in the plane. Um, I was sad for him because he's listened to her fucking records in her apartment. You know, I'm just, I'm feeling all these emotions. And, and then like she shows back up and, and she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? And, uh, I don't know, man. Um, I wasn't expecting this level of emotion out of this movie when we, when I watched it. And I, I, I really, I really enjoyed, enjoyed this film. I can tell, but did I'm you? Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry you didn't. I didn't um, say I didn't. I, no, I, I know, but you were expecting a romantic comedy. No, well, you did, yeah, you didn't get setting it. Setting that aside, if you pitch this to me as 
like an indie romance film, I'd probably be like, yeah, that was good. But that's about as far as I go, right? Like it isn't um, something that like I'm going to go out and, you know, put, hey, you guys got to watch this, you know. But it it was entertaining from start to finish. I liked the way it opened with uh, her running, his wife running away and just kind of setting this tone. Um, one, I, I gotta say, cause I feel like we're wrapping up, but I gotta de- tell you about my biggest problem Okay, with this movie. When they get pulled over and they don't just drive away. <laughs> so it's the end of the world. They get pulled over for norms. going too slow and then not having their license and registration on them or whatever. The cop puts them in jail and I'm like, it's the end of the world. I will not spend my last however long in jail. Are you, are you you killing somebody to stay out of jail? No, I'm not going to kill the cop, but I would leave (laughs) at some point that cop would like, so he gets, they get arrested and then the other cop comes in. He's like, damn it. Like, why are you arresting these people? It's the end of the world. Like he just lets them go because he's like, he that guy. He's just an idiot. He's overzealous, and uh, you know, I just, I kind of threw my hands up. Like, why wouldn't you have just run? You know. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, uh, this in the the film, uh, the scene where they get picked up by the the guy in the truck. And like you get real like serial killer vibes from him, and what, is it Kira Knightley that that leaves the truck? I think it was. Um, and then he's like, "Hey man, how are we gonna do this?" And Steve Rose like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, how you how are you gonna do it? You you just gonna like you gonna shoot oh, me? Yeah. You gonna?" <laughs> and and like Steve Rose like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And then we find, and then and then the guy gets killed by another guy, like outside. And we, you know, he finds out that he had hired an assassin to kill him, which um, was crazy, right? Right. It just it's it's a ran it's a random funny moment, and I feel like that's what this movie is. It's it's kind of just a collection of random funny moments wrapped around um, this uh, this this really really good romance, um, and and like. Kira Knightley and, and Steve Carell's chemistry doesn't always work for me, but the hat, the back half of the movie is where it's sold, and that's where I got sold on it. And so, um, I don't know. Do you recommend this? No, I think it just doesn't quite. It, it doesn't quite do enough in any one particular feel. Like it, it's not my favorite romance or. Uh, not that it has to be my favorite, but it doesn't do a lot on the romance side to really make me want to recommend it. It's not particularly funny. It's an enjoyable Saturday night film to watch with your honey. And that's about as far as I go. But I, I don't think I'd recommend it. Yeah, it if it hadn't ended the way I, it would or it would if it hadn't ended the way it did, um, I probably wouldn't have recommended it either. But the fact that it hit me like it did at the end and then stuck with me and I'm thinking about it and I'm like, damn, that's a fucking good movie. 
Uh, I'm gonna recommend it. Uh, just simply because it's it's one of those it's one of those weird films that I feel like you probably should see and at least once and decide for yourself if it if it hits the 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 notes that it it claims that it does. Um, I I don't know I I I can't you really loved it I, and that's cool man I, that's great. I don't, like I, I, but I, I didn't love the entire movie, right? Okay. Um, I, I, I love the the last act of this movie, and that's what really sold me on it. Is that in the last twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, I was all about it, and and I don't, I'm trying to think of other movies that that's that where I've kind of done that, where movies hit me in the last half or a certain section and got me completely on board with it, but, um. I was just I wasn't I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for that type of motion in this film and this theme and this month. You know what I'm saying? It's it was yeah. just it was kind of unexpected. So uh, it didn't hit anyway. me as hard as the lonely guy, but you know. <laughs> speaking um, speaking of, of Yeah. Um, what are we watching next oh week? Oh god. So I I promise you this is not a comedy, and I will uh while I took it easy on you this week, because honestly, I can't really blame you for thinking that this was going to be a comedy, but I don't understand what planet you came from that you thought marriage story from 2019 is a comedy of any regard. And unless it proves me wrong, if you refuse to admit that it's not a comedy, oh my God. So, um, Marriage Story is directed and written by Noah Baumbach, who also wrote and produced Barbie. That's fantastic. Yeah. Just throw that out there. Yeah. I mean, we got a Doesn't we got a very a we got a very we got a very funny guy directing this movie. How do you know uh, he's funny? Because <laughs> let me tell you what else he wrote: The Life okay. Aquatic with Steve Cisco. That movie sucks. <laughs> Mr. Fa- Fantastic Fox. He tends to hang with what's his name? What's oh, that? Wes Anderson. Yeah. Is he is he a Wes Anderson guy? Yeah, because he did. Uh, fuck Mr. Wes. Mr. Fox Anderson, was Wes Anderson. Life Aquatic was Wes Anderson. So, I'm going to be honest. Of the films you've picked this year, this is the the lowest expectations I've had <laughs> going in. I really don't want to watch this. Oh, he he wrote the Meyerowitz stories, which I think has Ben Stiller in it. Yeah, it does. Okay. Okay, but um, uh, yeah. So anyway, you can uh, watch that. Tune in next week, and we'll see if this is a comedy. Now I, you've I, seen I, it, I, right? I yes, I did. Um, I I don't know how well of a paid. I don't know how much attention I was paying to it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna open the floor. Okay. And say, Mark, if you want to redraft, feel free. No, I don't. Okay, I gave I you now. This is uh, I'm serving else. hot plates. Next no, week. man. No. Uh, all right, that's fine. You you take me to task on the theme, but uh, it's got a seven point nine on IMDb. Oh, big fucking! It's deal. probably got like ninety eight on ninety four on Metacritic. No one gives a <laughs> shit. That that doesn't tell you if it's a comedy or not. Right, but like. The whole premise of this podcast is hitting the theme, and you just seem 
to not care. Like, well, are, just I don't care. I don't care. You, when it's October, you draft <laughs> fucking dramas, and then when it's Christmas, you draft horror movies. It boggles the mind. And, uh, you know, I mean, I've made misses. I mean, yeah. there was no planet Earth where the shit was on Earth, but I, hey, I fucked up, right? It was an accident. <laughs> Like you, you. I think there are other movies you picked where you're like, yeah, I don't think I hit the theme, and that's great. But then there are times where I'm like, dude, what the hell? This is what that feels like right now. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this. Do you is want a... me to pick? Do you want me to pick? Do you no, want me to pick a different I, movie? No, no. Because I will. No. I got one right off the top of my top of my head. Um, I I always worry that it'll be worse. I don't think it can, but um. I'll, I'll give you the option. Okay. If you want me to pick a different... If it's got different... Van Damme in it, it's a guaranteed switch. It's It doesn't have Van Damme in it. Fuck but... it. We're watching Marriage Story then. <laughs> but go ahead. Tell me. <laughs> I was I was going to pick... Um... Damn, I just I just had the the name of the movie. Uh... It's got a Steve in it? it does... No. It, uh... Ooh, wait, does it? Hold on. Un Momento... Uh, we could have used this movie with with directed by and starring the same actor. Uh, but I was gonna pick Don John. Nope. From twenty thirteen. We're good. Direct directed by and starring Joseph Gordon Levitt and Scarlett Johansson. I don't think. But it has your mortal enemy in it. Who's that? Julianne Moore. I wouldn't call her my mortal enemy. I don't liked her acting. She is probably a wonderful and pleasant person. <laughs> Unlike others whose names will not be mentioned. We're going to watch Marriage Story next week. Oh. Uh, anyways, we want to give another shout out to the the music this month. Uh, we give a shout out to Troy uh, for allowing us to use his music here this month with the song Gemini. Uh, make sure you hit the show notes. Get the links to all his social media accounts. He's doing big things. Give him a like, follow, and a subscribe. And speaking of liking and following and subscribing, be sure to hit the subscribe button when it pops up if you're watching on YouTube. And if you want to follow the podcast on all your favorite social media platforms, we're at Movie Draft House because we're on t- Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all the things, all the places. We're doing we're doing it all. Um, and make sure you're following the podcast on all your favorite uh, podcast streaming platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere. Uh, Google Podcasts is dying, but that's okay. Is it dying? Oh, yeah, God. it's getting replaced by YouTube Music. Oh, R.I.P. Google Podcasts. Um, not a bad app. Anyways, uh, if you want to follow Jeff on Twitter and tell him, hey, man, it's probably not a good idea. You watch three-hour movies right before recording a podcast. Um, you can find him at Podcast by Jeff. Yeah, I don't want to watch three-hour movies but i do podcasts where sometimes that happens check out chronologically right now it's m night Shyamalan. uh wait what three-hour movie did you watch salem's lot it's a originally a mini series and then cut into a three-hour movie i'm not going to spoil how i feel about it here you got to check uh jump over the wall but if you want to get in touch with mark and say mark i thought I laughed my ass off through Marriage Story. If you want to co- contact Mark, say, Mark, Let me know. I laughed my ass off. That was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. You can do so on Twitter at I Heard You Liked. 
Drop some comments in the YouTube. And uh, then check out the uh, all the Oscar coverage uh, Mark oh, yeah. is doing over on YouTube. You might have saw one drop in the feed a couple weeks ago. You know, he's on yeah. top of this shit. Yeah. Uh, our first um, uh, video on Spotify uh, was one of the uh, the Oscar episodes. So um, that's new and exciting. And uh, we appreciate all of you. Jeff, you have any last words of wisdom? Nope. See you next week. Oh,